Welcome to Healing the City Podcast. In this particular episode, Adrienne Crawford continues her interview with Daniel Wibido. And when you go out on your truck, do all six of you go? So there's four of us on the engine and there's two on the medic truck. So okay. it just depends on severity. So usually the engine's going out and then if it qualifies as a, as a medic criteria, uh-huh. then all six of us will go. Okay. So typically two stay back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel like you bring the gospel to your work environment, to, to your brotherhood? That's a good question. Um, I think um, whether it's pieces in those conversations that we were kind of talking about, the, the humor aspect, but I feel like the, the way that we conduct ourselves or the way I conduct myself at the firehouse is like an invitation to um, what what I allow and what I don't allow. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I feel like the gospel is just inviting those around me into better things. And so as they're, you know, like firehouses are known to be fairly intense just as far as like, you know, the, the macho man and, you know, looking out for girls and all that stuff. And just the way that, um, you know, it's a bunch of dudes hanging out together. So, you know, military has that too. And, um, but I think that when there's, there's ways to be able to say like, Hey, I actually think that that's, that's not a healthy way to live. And I think that we can, we can do better. I think that, um, I think that the way that we conduct ourselves with, I mean, it's funny, girls, girls are huge talk in the day. So, yeah. (laughs) And there's like, I, there's three people that are on their second marriages and there's one that's on their third that I know there. And the the way that, like, the, the schedule, the being gone for a long time, like, it's a challenge for relationships. Like, the the divorce rate that's already high is extra high sure. in the service. And um, so I kind of I kind of digress a little bit. But specifically, um, I think relationships are a big part of how we um, talk about things in the day and people trying to process like what went wrong. Like, you know, people, people thinking like, what could I have changed to make this relationship work? And, and we have this conversation over and over with one guy that say like, well, you know, if you're, you're looking for them to satisfy the, the core of who you are, it's always going to be disappointment, you know, but you know, we've talked over and over about like this guy named Jesus and, you know, like he, his invitation was, okay, you're, you're living in this chasm in between from when I came and when I come back and like, you're going to feel that ache the whole time, but put that ache in me, not in all these things that invite Mm -hmm. you into another broken cistern, I guess. And so between me and, um, actually my captain who's a really lovely Catholic man like there's just a lot of conversations about like okay like you tried this it didn't work out very well I wonder why it didn't work out and then kind of processing it through that lens and yeah the the guy that we we talk to often about 
It's just a constant processor about relationship. And he says, let's just take the big man out of the equation real quick. And we always say, well, wait, what if we put the big man back in the equation and and look at this this whole situation that's happening? Oh, and interesting. So, and then, uh, you know, healing the community or healing the, the city of Tucson, I, I used to get really frustrated because be like, man, we have this really small snippet of time. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're popping in. There's some sort of emergency going. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes we get called for like a toothache or a bellyache and it's literally like indigestion or it's, you know, an ingrown toenail. And so those obviously aren't the same emergencies. But, you know, like yesterday we went to a young lady who was fostered and who just had like a a very sad past and foster parents weren't particularly caring for for that moment so they called us saying hey i think she might have had something and i think that you know you guys should come check her out and so i tried to connect with her she didn't really connect with me my partner tried to connect she didn't really connect with him and my captain like just got close to her and just started talking to her in a calm voice and you know, maybe it was, I don't know if it was his experience or if she's like, well, those other first two guys were, you know, something else. And sure. so the the way that he talked to her was like with care, uh-huh. with, with patience, with, with love. He, you know, he said like, young lady, you are, you are obviously a very beautiful young lady. Like what is going on today? And she went from like trying to hit me and my partner away. Uh-huh. And and I was trying to do the same thing. I was like, why why did he get success and I didn't? Sure. But he he went from from this girl being totally closed down and police coming to take her to crisis because she wouldn't talk to us to head up like interacting and hugging her mm-hmm. foster parent because he spoke truth to her and because he reminded her that that she's loved that mm-hmm. that she is beautiful despite what she's hearing in junior high and mm-hmm. so I, so I feel like those are those are the snippets where it could go it could be another call or it could speak truth and like the the opportunities are super endless whether it is even if it's a stub toe you know and you, you like you could throw right. your hands up and be like why are we here or you could say like hey you know hmm. what what even in this is an opportunity to to help you and you know sometimes it's making an old lady a sandwich who's got creaky bones and doesn't want to get up and you know you grab her some juice and a sandwich and she's just super grateful and I feel like that sometimes it's it's that and mm-hmm. and sometimes it's you know if someone's really hurting medically it's just doing being the best I can to be able to offer her something you know that she needs in that moment to make it through to hopefully the gospel another time or <laughs> right so what about your job did you expect that is the way it is like I knew that this was going to be and it can be a, a hard thing or maybe a good thing but like I was just thinking about when you chose to be a fireman I'm sure you had expectations of what it would be like and maybe what are some of those things that are true and they and again they could be difficult or they could be the rewarding parts that you enjoy yeah um, I I knew that 
I mean, the, the hospital is like, like a super hyper, hyper sexualized atmosphere too. Cause you're like working with patients. And so like no bodily function surprises you and no naked bodies surprises you, you know? Sure. And so it's very similar. Cause like we, the amount of, you know, like you walk in and man's sitting like naked on his recliner and uh-huh. you're like, of course, of course you are. <laughs> so I feel like there, there's that where just stuff doesn't surprise you. You know, you get off a call and you're like, like, is that, is that throw up on me or is that poo or like, what is that? But so it's, I mean, it's gross. I feel like to the average person, yeah. you're like, that's gross, but you do it so much that you're just like, huh, I'll go wash my hands really well, but it doesn't make you like, yeah, this is the grossest thing ever. So I feel like sure. that's, I expected that in a lot of ways and you know, the, the, the goal. And I feel like that, that picture of, um, trying to be a, a follower of Jesus in a lot of those circumstances are like, the, the calls where people don't want to touch the patient patient because it's gross or you're in a, uh, hoarder house. I, there's a fair amount of those, but the, the new term that I liked, uh, a lawyer said, we can't say hoarder as a technical term. So we say over furnished. Okay. I so like that. Uh-huh. We, we go into like an over furnished house and you know, there's bugs around and it, like things are gross, but I'm like, this is like an opportunity to jump in. And instead mm-hmm. of thinking like, Hey, I I don't want to be here. Or I don't want right. to touch. Or this is gross. Like I'm above this. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that, like that, has ministered to my own heart because mm-hmm. it creates a like I can do, I can I can do it all instead of what do I want to do and what do I not want to do. And, sure. And I feel like that that goes a long way when we go back to the station because we have a bunch of guys like that. That attitude's infectious because. When we sit down for dinner, like one of the guys always hands out napkins to everyone and like you could get them yourself, but he hands out napkins and one of the guys always fills up waters for each other. And, you know, like someone's walking by, I'll stick a fork in their food. And so it's like, it's these, sometimes it's small, but Uh it's, it feels like there's this cool picture of everyone caring for each other in small ways and in big ways. And, you know, the, the opportunities when, when you notice someone's acting off and you're like, Hey, what's going on? And uh-huh. yeah, so I, I guess I, I expected that. I to piggyback on that. The thing I didn't expect is being Which, is that the next. That question? was my next oh. question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't expect it to to for me to miss my fam so much. Okay. So, like, maybe like a year and a half ago, or wherever I hit like a three year point because I'm gone a third of the month, I had this thought I was sitting in bed and I was like, I, I've been gone for like a whole year from my house because I hit Mm -hmm. that three year point. Mm -hmm. And I may, I may have even mentioned it to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So when I was, when I was just purely thinking that I was so sad, I was like, Oh my gosh, like all these things that I missed in this last, like this, this entire year that I missed bedtimes and I missed, you know, I was just thinking missed, 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 missed. And then you might have mentioned something too, but you were trying to probably help me think of it positively. And you said something about what about all the opportunities? You know, Mm -hmm. I was focusing on this one facet and kind of being sad in that. But then there, there's been amazing times when I've showed up or I'm, I'm the dad with a bunch of moms at a school thing or something Mm -hmm. because I am able to be around, you know? And so that 
there still are times when I'm like, oh, I wish I was put my girls to bed right now, or I wish. Yeah. So, I after after so many years, I still I still feel that ache. Sure. But I think it's, I mean, it's good. Sometimes it makes me want to second guess sticking to it because I'm like, is this this ache? Is it ever gonna go away? Like, am I mm-hmm. just? Is it the way that I think about it, mm-hmm. or am I doing something wrong? And so sometimes it creates this second guessing in myself of like, I really want to care for my family well. And am I doing that in what I'm doing right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good reflection. So I was, I lost my train of thought for a second, but, um, do you feel more peace about that? Probably more peace than I did last year and probably the same going back. Like there's been a little more peace along the way because mm-hmm. I feel like the the dance relationally is like I, you know, marriage is that picture of not two individuals living as two individuals. And I feel like some people's responses to like a weird schedule or you don't even need the weird schedule, but you know, you and like there's this, these two individuals in marriage and like, I, I like Jesus picture is that not two individuals, but one. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard when you take one individual out so I can be there on the phone, but I'm physically not there for, you know, Aaron does everything in the morning and then I'm not home at night to put him to bed. So then right. she's, she doesn't get that break. So she's like so a long day for her. Yeah. Long, long day for her. And she has to address a bunch of things during the day and Mm -hmm. she can't bounce it off me in the evening or decompress in the evening in the same way. Like phone calls are great, but they're not the same. Sure. Um, But I think that, I think that all in all, um, I I just had like an annual review yesterday and uh, I shared the, like the summary that my captain wrote up Uh and her reflection was, she was like that. That was like more beautiful than what we did in film group Aww. when people reflected everything. And yeah, I've only been with him for six months, but he had like some really deep encouragements and insights and, and just said, Hey, like I've seen the way you work or I see the way that you treat people. And, you know, just had some really encouraging things to say in it. And, um, I feel like me sharing that and, when I like bring the girls along, it's not like my life at the firehouse. Like you, you guys help me exist to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, this is me. And then I come back to you. It's right. like, this is us. And the more they get to also come and show up to the firehouse. Cause that's totally yeah. embraced at a lot of places. So they'll, you know, if it's Sunday and we cook pancakes or if, you know, the other day the truck was super dirty and I called them and I said, hey, can you guys come help me wash the truck? Yeah. And they were like, all right. So got all the squeegees out and everyone rolling and we just washed the truck together. So that stuff is like the highlight of my day when totally. that happens. Yeah. What I was going to say when I lost my thought was something about how what I never understood because I didn't have family that served in either law enforcement or fire safety or military I didn't ever understand that idea of service until I was older and I met even until I had children and I had other friends who are parents 
who are doing these jobs. And I understand now the service and the sacrifice that it is for families in a way that I never understood before, right? And so I think it's really cool that you invite your family to be a part of that and for them to be part of the sending of you and to know that it's not just you leaving them or that you want to be away from them. It's that you're, again, it's a call to serve our community and to love our community. Um, Before we finish, do you have any other like story or, or thing that you would want to share with us that you think we should, our listeners should know? I do have a story. Um, So, yeah, I feel like, we haven't guessed. I f- I'm definitely an external processor, so it's not happening in my brain until it comes out. But um, that, like, th- there's a saying that one of the training chiefs had when I was going through, and he said, hey, like, if you wake up and you're just bitter and, like, this job's gotten you and, like, you're sick of not sleeping well, you know, you're your burnout and like either maybe you need to find a new position that gets you re-excited you mm-hmm. know, in, in the service or you need to just go find another job and that's not a bad thing. But if you're bringing that bitterness to your job, mm. like you've lost sight of why and what we do. Yeah. And like we, it doesn't happen a lot, but as a crew, like there's, there's permission, like if just for some reason, something's getting you like about the call, like someone complaining or someone, someone just going after. And it just feels like it's like, I'm, you know, whether it's low on sleep or something, we totally give each other permission to just like step out. If you like need a moment, if it's appropriate in the situation. Sure. And, um, you don't want to bring in toxicity. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's easy. It's a, it's a slippery slope. So we, on, on our engine, we, we joke, but we say like, we're the best engine in the city. Like we're the best medic truck in the city. We're, we're the best cause we want to be the best, but there's like two choices. Like you don't, there's not really like a median that you can just kind of be that like, yeah, we're, we're like average. You're like, no, like when, when we're serving the city, like you, the, the citizens want someone that is like drilling someone that is up on their medical knowledge. They don't want to get like a, um, you know, mediocre, sure. like, Hey, like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. You know, they want right. someone that's like, I'm really good at my job right? and I'm ready to go. That's right. And that, that totally helps stave the, the way that being negative can, uh-huh. can seep in. Cause you're like, man, I saw this, you know, this really messy call, you know, went to a car accident and they were dead on arrival and it was a mess, you know? Sure. And, and so I just want to go back and I just want to watch tv or i want to just but for us we're like hey you need to talk about it you know like let's talk about it a little bit and then let's go drill or let's go so like being being busy and always there's always so much that you can learn um and get better at that that totally keeps you out of the the other choice of being like man you know this job is chewing me up and i wish i hadn't seen that or i wish you know the world wasn't so messed up and 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 then you take it back to to the other side where you're like, all right, how do how do I wrestle with those questions where we have this idea of, you know, God being good in uh-huh. in a messed up world. Uh-huh. But then like 
with healthcare and with a lot of those, like you're looking at like right in the face, you know? Right. Like how with, with all these things you see, right. Is it good? So, so quick, quick story that just happened yesterday. There was, um, a lady in Tucson who was, um, she had a son who got in an accident and lost most of his lower, um, movements, movements, um, not a, not a total quad, but close. Uh-huh. And, um, and then her husband decided to leave her in the midst of this. Okay. And so not only was she dealing with that, but she was dealing with total change of, yeah. of life there. So my, my captain realized that, man, she, she needs a lot of things. And so there's a, a fund that's called, um, for us, it's called Embers of Hope. Mm-hmm. So it's there, there's a fund that firefighters can put into. And if us or our families have trouble, we can ask for assistance. And then there's a fund that's for outside of our immediate families. Mm-hmm. So we um, told the, the fund her story and, and my captain did all the legwork and got her money. And mm-hmm. so we went over to her house yesterday and just knocked in the middle of the day and said, can we come in and said hi and we've been there several times when she's needed help because she hasn't had the means to like move them around or sure. get them to the hospital and so we got to give her that check and just say hey you know it's a drop in the bucket but anytime you need us give us a call and you know we're we're here to help how we can and like my my captain if there's if there's a call it's not like it doesn't stop at just the what the call requires because you could go in sure Say, okay, we put a Band-Aid on, we'll see you later. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, like, what What else can we do? You know, right. what's, uh-huh. what's the next step? And so, you know, someone that's been tripping over the same step, like my captain's been like, hey, like, we're pretty good at building ramps, you know? Do you want us to come in and build your ramp? Wow, yeah. And, and so that, like, that is, like, it's infectious. And so instead it of... It is infectious. Yeah. So, so there's, it's... Then the question is, like, where do you stop? You know, because mm-hmm. you could keep rolling and, and he is sure. he is this really he's this picture of how I want to be better and better there like he's better at building a ramp than I am so mm-hmm. sometimes I'd be like oh like I don't know if you want my ramp you know <laughs> but I can totally go and learn from him and so I feel like he's this you know not only a, a man that I respect spiritually but a man that like invites me into that endless search of like, what does it look like to be Jesus to these people? Uh-huh. And what does it look like to, to heal the city? Not just physically, not just practically, but encourage them with our words as we go along. Yeah, so. that's really beautiful. It's comforting to know that there are people like that out in our city who yeah. are bringing so much of their faith and joy and perseverance and and that have eyes on, on the needy. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I'm sure we'll talk again. Thanks for um, having me. And thank you so much for all that you do for Tucson. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So you've been listening to Healing the City podcast with Adrian Crawford. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 